1: See, we believe this lie that if we completely trust God with all that we are and that all all that we have, he will hold out on us. Do you hear what I just said? The reason that 90%, and I'm just making that number up, but it's probably a fair number, it may be a little off, 90% of people who call themselves Christians don't consistently give to God is that they don't they don't trust him yet. And, and a lot of times they want to, you know, but they're afraid to. It's fear.
0: Pastor Robert talks about the problem of fear and faith when it comes to our money. Many people are worried about giving their hard-earned money to the church because they feel that God will hold out on them. Maybe you don't trust where the money will go or what it might be used for. But God wouldn't ask you to give if He didn't have a plan. So trust in Him. He won't hold out on you. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Kings, chapter 17, and Proverbs, chapter 11, as he continues with his message here on Main Thing Radio.
1: Now listen, I know these things have been twisted, they've been perverted, you know, they've been abused. I get that. But don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. This is not some prosperity preacher saying this. This is Jesus. I didn't make this up. Jesus Christ said this. There's a principle here that we need to hold on to. We have examples in the Bible you remember the little boy that, that had the five loaves and the two fish? You know, a lot of people you know, know that story. You know, We've read it in the Bible where Jesus looks around and there's like 5,000 people you know, or more. And he says to his disciples, we got to feed these people. They're hungry. I'm worried about them. And one of the disciples says, we can't feed these people. How are we going to feed these people? We don't have enough money to feed these people. Where are we going to get food for all these people? And Jesus said, well, what do you have? And he said, well, this kid over here has five little pieces of bread and a couple of fish. And Jesus said, well, then bring that to me. Now now listen to me carefully. You do understand Jesus did not steal that little boy's lunch. Right? You understand that, right? Jesus didn't steal that boy's lunch. No, he asked for it. And he asked for it through an emissary, through an ambassador, right? Apparently, he said to this disciple, I don't remember which one it was, but he said, bring it to me. So that guy had to go to this kid and say, hey, you know, Jesus wants your lunch. And the little boy said, okay, here it is. Here you go. Now let me ask you something. You think that little boy ate lunch that day? Of course he did. The Bible says Jesus took that little little boy's lunch and he fed thousands of people with it, including that little boy. You can be sure that little boy ate lunch. There were 12 baskets full left over, the Bible says. There's more left over than the little boy brought to begin with. Wow. See, we believe this lie that if we completely trust God with all that we are and that all, all that we have, he will hold out on us. Do you hear what I just said? The reason that 90%, and I'm just making that number up, but it's probably a fair number. It may be a little off. 90% of people who call themselves Christians don't consistently give to God is that they don't, they don't trust him yet. And, and a lot of times they want to, you know, but they're afraid to. It's fear. Afraid if I just completely trust him, he'll hold out on me. I'll suffer. He'll hold out. No, he won't. He never holds out. Why would he hold out? The Bible says he, he's already given his own son. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How would he not with him also freely give us all things? He's not going to hold out on you. He doesn't need what you have. He wants you to learn to trust him. Another example, the widow in Elijah's time. You know, First Kings chapter 17 gives us the story there's a famine in the land. You know, God's, you know, used the prophet Elijah to prophesy. There's not going to be any rain. There's going to be this famine. And, and so that's well underway now. They're running out of food. They're running out of everything. And God has been taking care of the prophet supernaturally. But now he stops that in, the, in that way. You know, the bird's bringing him food and stuff. And he tells him, I want you to go to this widow. She's going to take care of you. It's kind of funny to me in a weird sort of way that he didn't tell the widow and so Elijah shows up, and here's this widow. At least there's no indication. There's no record that he told her. So Elijah shows up, and he sees the widow, and, and he says to her, bring me something to eat. And she says in verse 12, 1 Kings 17, 12, so she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread. N- in other words, listen, as sure as there's a God in heaven, I don't have any food to share with you, buddy. I just have a, a handful of flour in a bin. And a little oil in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. That's the message. Nothing to be afraid of. Go and do as you've said, but make me a small cake from it first. And bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel the ben of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. The ben of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. This lady gave at least a third of her final provisions. You understand? She had a little bit of flour, a little bit of oil. She gave a third of it to Elijah. I mean, I'm just guessing, but and she did that first. That's the only way to do it, by the way. Do it first. When I first became a believer, you know, I first, you know, growing up in church and then I'm just baby Christian and it was something God had to deal with me about because it wasn't in the budget. I didn't have any money to give to God. It was committed Everywhere. You know, the Internal Revenue Service, got to get their part, right? And I had cheated them earlier, so they were getting a bigger portion right then. And I had to pay that debt to the Internal Revenue Service. Talked to my, my, my pastor about it at the time, and, and, and he's like, ah, don't worry about it. You know, when you get straightened out, God just wouldn't leave me alone. He wouldn't leave me alone. And the Lord just confronted me with it. Here's the deal, Robert. Will you trust me or not? That's the question. Will you be governed by fear or will you trust me? And I made the decision, okay, if, you know, if I got to eat ramen noodles and live without electricity for a while, I've I've done that before, but I'm going to, I'm going to pay God first. And I did, I made that decision right then. And I have never not done it ever since then, even when we didn't have enough, even when things were difficult, because it was a choice. I'm going to trust him. I will trust him. This lady made that decision. Okay, I will trust God. I will trust him. And her supplies didn't run out. God doesn't hold out on people who trust him. Do you understand that? That's the one statement. If you you don't take anything else home today, that's the one statement. God does not hold out on people who trust him. Never. And if you're not trusting him with your finances, if you're not trusting him with your money, you are not trusting him. I've had people tell me, oh, I'll give them my time. Good, you should. But you should also give of your money. Why? Because Jesus said so. Jesus said that's the barometer. If you're not trusting God with your money, then you're serving your money. I didn't say that. Jesus said that. You can't serve God and mammon. Proverbs eleven twenty four 24 says, There is one who scatters yet increases more, and there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. Again, God didn't need to ask these people for anything. It was already his. He didn't need a tent in the desert. He didn't need a place to live, right? We know that. No, he wants us to trust him. He wanted them to, to learn. He want, Listen to me. He wanted to give them the blessing of participating in what he wanted to do in their world, just like he wants to give you the blessing of participating in what he's doing in your world right now. He blesses us with the privilege of being a part of what he's doing. That's all. He can do it without us. You get what I'm saying? He can do it without you. He doesn't want to. He will, but he doesn't want to. He wants you to do it with him. He wants you to be a part of it. And the Bible tells us that this temporary tent that they built in the desert, is a copy. It's a shadow of the real thing in heaven, the place of God's presence. And it wasn't open to the general public. Isn't that interesting? It wasn't open to the general public. Not just anybody could go in there. The Levites could go in there. You know, the men could go in there. Ladies, you, you do realize that the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, this place of God's presence... It wasn't open to you at all. And that holy of holies, that place, that inner sanctuary, nobody could go in there except the high priest. It was not open to the public until Jesus came.
0: We're so glad you joined us today for Pastor Robert's teaching in the book of Hebrews. We hope you've been encouraged by what you heard. If you'd like to listen again to today's message or find more from the study in this book of the Bible, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Podcast. If you'd like to receive each new edition of Main Thing Radio as soon as it's made available, be sure to subscribe while you're there. This program is a ministry of Pastor Robert Fountain and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. If you're listening right now in Miami-Dade County, we want to meet you. Come by Calvary Chapel Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. or at 1 p.m. for a time of worship and Bible study. You'll find out more about the church at mainthingradio.com or give us a call. Our phone number is 305-531-2730. When you call, let us know how we can be praying for you. That number again is 305-531-2730. We believe strongly in the power of prayer And we want you to know that we are often lifting our listeners up to the Lord. Would you do the same for us? We know God is moving in people's lives, and we are so blessed to be a part of it. Thanks for praying for us, and thanks for listening today. Pastor Robert will return soon for another edition of Main Thing Radio.